today on the inside scoop lsu is doing something they could not do in the first year under brian kelly clemson took one from texas and coach prime has a big summer surprise up his sleeve or does he we're gonna find out let's start the show i got chad simmons with us today chad has been a busy man running around the country seeing top recruits from coast to coast all summer but today He's back on the inside scoop. Chad, I think this is your first sit down since April with us. So welcome back, my man. Yeah, I mean, as fast as this recruiting world, you know, flies by, it seems like just yesterday I was talking to you. If it was April, what's that, three or four months ago? Uh, doesn't seem that long at all. I know, but there are some massive decisions getting made over the course of the next week or two. So I figured now was a great time to get our director of recruiting for on three back on the show. I want to start with five-star plus defensive lineman Williams Winery, the number one defensive lineman in America, our number three prospect overall out of the state of Missouri. Now, he was originally going to make a decision on August 1st. Is that still the case? You know, as of right now, I'd say no, Josh. It looks like it's going to be pushed back a little bit. Uh, I still think an August decision is likely. I'm hearing now maybe the week of August 7th. Uh, no set date, nothing locked in just yet, but I'm hearing that week uh, of August 7th through the 11th, 12th, somewhere in that ballpark right now. So I do not expect him to commit on the first day of August, uh, but I do think one still comes as of right now next month. Mm. So do you anticipate any last visits for the month of July? Well, the buzz right now is maybe an unofficial back to Oregon. He's been there a couple of times already. They haven't really been a school that's been a hot topic attached to his name here recently. Uh, there's been others up there above Oregon. Oregon's always been a school on his list, a school that's in his top 10. Uh, he's been there again before a couple of times. So, again, just like August 1st and commitment date, nothing's locked in at the time we're talking right now. But Oregon has been the school in discussion about a potential last weekend of July visit. So if Oregon is kind of on the outside looking in right now before this visit, who would you say are the main players for five-star D lineman Williams Winery? I think it's three. You know, I think, you know, going back to when we talked before, if it was April, I would have probably said then Oklahoma versus Tennessee. I think Tennessee faded out uh, over the summer months. They did get an official visit, but the buzz is just not the same around the Vols right now. Oklahoma very much remains in this. Uh, I think Oklahoma, Missouri, and Georgia uh, are the three. Georgia's made the biggest move, I think, over the summer with visits. Uh, and then Missouri and in-state schools come on strong as well. Uh, based on intel, I'm hearing Missouri and Georgia may have a slight edge on Oklahoma, but all three schools are still very much in this race. So then why do you think he's going to take this last visit to Oregon? I mean, is this just uh, – it just seems like if if Oregon's not in play, why not go visit another school? I think always why not make sure. I mean, again, nothing's ever final until signing day. You know, he may want to take an OV. There's been one talking about an OV to Oregon uh, in the fall as well. So I was one time locked in for September. Uh, Oregon's a school on his list. They're obviously trying to get a lot of guys on campus for their big camp weekend uh, next weekend in Eugene. But right now, Oregon would have to, I think, get him on campus uh, in the coming days to become a true contender for that August decision. All right. Great stuff leading up to it. We got about two or three weeks until that one goes. Now, Colin Simmons, I want to talk about the five-star plus edge from Duncanville, Texas. He tweeted that he could be ready to release a commitment date. 
He didn't say when that date would be, but I want to ask you, do you think he'll take this thing the distance? Are we going to anticipate like him saying, I'm going to decide in December on the early signing period? Or do you think it's going to be sooner than that? Yeah, Josh, if I had to pick one or the other, I, I go sooner. You know, based on Intel right now, I think, you know, talking to a couple of different sources, um, again, not directly from Colin, but just getting tired of the process. You know, we, we all know that cover this, it's a grind for these young men, and not just the young man, but their inner circle that are, that's a part of that grind as well. And a part of the, the visits, the travel, the communication, the phone calls, and just the process in general. So if I had to lean one way or the other, based on what I'm hearing right now, I think a sooner decision is more likely than him taking it to December. Oh boy. Well, that certainly th heats things up when it comes to Colin Simmons. Now, Back in the spring, he was on the inside scoop on this show and said that he kind of had co-leaders of LSU in Texas. Since then, I've kind of discounted the LSU Tigers. I, I, I've kind of felt them fading away, but then he pops up and says, I'm going to visit LSU at the end of June. So with him visiting there next weekend, should LSU still be considered one of these top programs to land Colin Simmons? Yeah, Josh, I don't think you're the only one that felt maybe LSU had faded some. I mean, they've always been a consistent school in that top group for Colin Simmons, for sure. And I think they've remained likely a top three school for him throughout this process. But at one time, they were thought to be the front runner, then maybe the top two with Texas. I think Texas A&M has asserted itself into this race as a top three school as well. But this visit's very big, I think, for Colin. Again, that inner circle with him. Uh, back to Baton Rouge, because I think a big blow for LSU was Jamar Kane going to the NFL. Jimmy Lindsey's now in there as the D-line coach. There's other relationships there. They trust the staff. They like the people around the program. LSU's been a consistent school. Some think he still maybe likes that school the most, mm -hmm. but Texas could have other reasons. They maybe are the favorite right now to land Colin Simmons. But, again, this visit is big, especially if he commits sooner than later this visit to Baton Rouge is huge for Colin Simmons and yeah, LSU for that Yeah, it makes me rethink matter. everything with Colin because he's been trending so heavily to Texas coming off of that official visit. But like you said, A&M's also involved. He also took a visit to Miami, Alabama, Florida. Uh, Oregon's been a team that he mentions a lot. So as it stands right now, he hasn't dropped his commitment date yet. Who do you think are just the team names that are involved for Colin Simmons right now? Yeah, you mentioned like Alabama, you know, Georgia had a home run visit back in January. Are they still he was in linked it? to them for a while. You know, I don't think Georgia's involved. I mean, I really think in the end, I've said my narrative's been pretty consistent. He stays closer to home. So, yeah, he had great trips to Miami, Florida, Alabama. You mentioned Oregon, uh, obviously Georgia. He went to Arizona State one time as well. Uh, but in the end, I think there, there's really three schools, Texas, Texas A&M, two in-state programs, and LSU. I think those are the three to watch. I think mm -hmm. he needs to get back to College Station if A&M wants to compete with Texas and LSU before he makes that decision. But they have become much more and much bigger of a factor than they were before. But I think LSU and Texas right now are probably the two with A&M right there lurking as well. Well, let's say that Colin Simmons does go along the timeline that you think that it would be sooner than later. Let's say he makes his decision sometime before his senior season. What does this LSU visit at the end of July now mean if that's the case? 
I mean, every visit for Colin Simmons is huge, but obviously one to LSU at the end of the month, which could be potentially the last visit he takes before a decision. I think to me, you know, based on intel, they're trying to play catch up to Texas right now. So I think it's huge uh, for LSU, Brian Kelly, Jimmy Lindsay, that staff in Baton Rouge. And again, does Colin see himself going it's not terribly far from home, but can he go away from an in-state school? We know he's a tight-knit family guy. Mm -hmm. uh, his mom's heavily involved. He has a younger brother he's close to as well. Uh, can LSU pull him out of Texas? Sarkeesian and that staff in Austin did a great job on the official visit at the end of June. They've set the bar high. Can LSU catch up and hopefully for them surpass that in the coming days? Yeah, we know LSU has the ability to roll out the red carpet for Colin Simmons. They did it at the spring game. They're going to try to do it again at the end of July. From one big recruitment to another, five-star plus K.J. Bolden, the number one safety in America, the number eight overall prospect. Whew, August 5th decision as it stands right now on the recruiting prediction machine. UGA leads with 50%. FSU sitting there in this two spot with 20%. Why, Chad, why are we starting to hear more and more about FSU as we get closer to this decision? You know, obviously, Bolden's made it known from the beginning, Florida State was his dream school. You know, he's he's always, I say always, a lot decked out in Florida State gear. He's had that for years. Uh, he's made that no secret. Uh, he had a great unofficial visit there uh, in June. Uh, he's been there multiple times. He likes Pat Sertan. He likes Mike Norvell. Uh, he knows numerous commitments in this class to Florida State. He knows some players on that team. And, um, you know, whether it's on purpose or not, there's definitely more buzz around Florida State now than there was a month and a half, two months ago. Uh, is it because of the visit? Is it because of what maybe Bolden's floating around out there behind the scenes uh, with me talking to different sources? But FSU, I think, definitely is a player uh, in this race, and you cannot sleep on the Seminoles. Everybody's talked about Georgia, the in-state school. Everybody's talked about Ohio State, where he has family on the coaching staff. Of course, Alabama is Alabama. There's other schools involved as well, but Florida State is definitely a player in this race for K.J. Bolden. Yeah, I get asked a lot about where I think KJ Bolden's going, and and you know we're uh, we're about two weeks out, and my stance is, I just have a hard time betting against UGA right now with the way they're recruiting, uh, their dominance on the recruiting trail in this 2024 class. How could it not be Georgia? I mean, with the amount of visits he's taken, KJ Bolden, uh, with the just throughout the years, he's in the state, he's at Buford High School. How could it not be the Dogs? Well, I'll start with that. Georgia hasn't had great success at Buford High School. Now, they've sure. landed a couple here and there, but that they haven't owned that school. They have. They probably have done better at IMG Academy than they have at a school 45 mm -hmm. minutes from home. Now, we know Dylan Rayola's transferred into there, uh, but those guys, they're, they're close. They don't really get back and forth about recruiting, and, and Dylan's not one to stay on KJ. KJ's pretty private uh, with his recruitment, but um, – in the end, if KJ didn't go to Georgia, I think he just kind of wants to do his own thing. Maybe he wants to buck the trend a little bit. He's been kind of tied to Georgia 
really for a couple of years. You know, he's talked about Georgia. He's been there more than any other school. Uh, his mom will talk openly about how she likes Georgia. Uh, we know his dad's involved as well in the process, speaks highly on Fran Brown, Kirby Smart, uh, that DB room, getting guys drafted. And some call Buford around here like a mini Georgia. They win state championships. They put guys at the P5 level every cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, if KJ did not pick Georgia, it would just be about him being going on and doing his own thing, making his own name, his own legacy outside of his home state. All right. Well, I kind of think it's Georgia till it's not. But in this hypothetical, let's say it's not Georgia. Let's say, you know, today's signing day and we know it's not Georgia. Which way you lean in, Florida State or Ohio State? You know, I, I would probably lean if I had to pick today, probably Ohio State, just just knowing him liking that DB room, Perry Eliano family there. Uh, he likes the the new defensive uh, scheme under Coach Knowles as well. Ryan Day uh, has been involved and he's been there numerous times. And like Georgia, he knows multiple commitments in that class as well and Florida State, too. But if I had to lean one way between Ohio State, Florida State, I would probably lean Ohio State today. But you think there's still just a lot of action going on behind the scenes in this one? Yeah, whether whether it's really true action or not, maybe KJ knows exactly where he's going. He's playing a great game, but I do know for a fact he's communicating with multiple schools, Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama, all pretty consistently here with just two weeks out uh, until we make a decision. All right, last question on KJ Bolden. What do you make of his late November official visit schedule to Florida State. He's taken all of his officials that he's considering making this decision on August 5th. He's already visited all those schools officially. Why is the Florida State one scheduled for late in the fall? To me, Josh, just in this business for a long time, that date means nothing to me. We're, we're so far away from that date. Uh, there could be 15 different things changed with K.J. Bolden between now and November. Um, let, let's see what happens there. To right. me, obviously, uh, it's a school he likes. Obviously, if he commits there August 5th, uh, that's a great time to go back to Tallahassee for an official. If he commits to Ohio State, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, then FSU maybe tries to get him on campus to use that to flip him before December signing day. But right now that date's so far away. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a common date between Bolden and Florida State. They discussed right now that set. He had one set to Auburn in September as well. That's now unlikely to happen. And that was just set a month ago. So let's see what happens, you know, August 5th first, and then determine what happens in November down the road. That's kind of yeah, how I, I agree. I think his decision will add more context to, to that date. It'll make more sense once we know what he's doing on August 5. All right, let's talk about Dylan Stewart, the number two edge in the country, number 10 player overall. Now, looking at the recruiting prediction machine this morning, Ohio State on top at 51%, South Carolina 31%, Miami 12 Chad, you put your pick in back in March for the Buckeyes. How do you feel about it today? Probably as good as I can, I would say. I mean, obviously, I think Ohio State, based on what I hear, is still a top two program with South Carolina. So he loves Larry Johnson. Obviously, his resume, we've said before, speaks for itself. He's, he's met and he's taught to Chase Young, the number one pick in the NFL draft a few years ago that plays up there 
in Washington, D.C., his part of the country uh, where D Dylan Stewart lives, you know, for the, the Washington, whatever you call them, NFL commanders team, whatever it is. So, uh, I think Ohio State is still in a good position. Are they the favorite today? I don't know if I would go that far, but I'm just not ready to kind of flip-flop back and forth picks here and there between who's the hot team today or tomorrow. But I think Ohio State is still a true factor in this race. Dylan Stewart doesn't say much, so I just want to double back. Is Alabama and Georgia still a factor here? You know, I haven't heard Alabama mentioned too much recently. Georgia mm -hmm. got the official visit in June. Uh, they've been a school mentioned in the top four, top five at one time, maybe top three. Um, I haven't heard much really around Dylan Stewart's name attached to either SEC school here recently. So as it stands right now, does the recruiting prediction machine kind of represent the main players in this one in Ohio State, South Carolina, and Miami? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Miami is a distant third based on what I'm hearing there. Obviously, he's taking multiple trips down to South Florida. Uh, he mm -hmm. likes Jason Taylor, likes what Miami has to offer on and off the field. But again, I think South Carolina, Ohio State, and it's been pretty consistent based on my sources uh, those two kind of lead the way, depending on which day and who you talk to. One could lead one day, one the other. But I think both those schools, Ohio State and South Carolina, have put themselves in a great position uh, when that decision time comes. All right. What are we looking at in terms of a commitment date for Dylan Stewart? To me, no specific date has been discussed just yet, but I still continue to hear, you know, maybe mid-late August into early mid-September, somewhere uh, in that time frame. And again, he could decide to take this into the season, uh, see how certain teams play, uh, go to a couple games here and there early in September, October, then make a decision later. Uh, but I think right now it seems like it's been pretty consistent uh, either right before his senior season or somewhere early in that senior year, uh, Dylan makes a decision. All right. It's time to ask you if Deion Sanders has a big summer surprise up his sleeve. I'm going to talk about five-star quarterback Charles Lester, the number two cornerback in the country, number 20 overall. Now, he's going to make his decision this coming Friday. We're about five days away from his big announcement. And as it stands right now on the recruiting prediction machine, Florida State leads at 90% with Colorado just around 3%. Chad, are these the main two teams that you're looking at to land Charles Lester's? We're about five days out from his decision. Yeah, I mean, I guess if there is a threat to Florida State, it, it would have to be Colorado. Listen, I haven't heard Charles Lester's name linked to Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, um, honestly, for months. You know, he took some OVs and uh, obviously explored his options. But um, on my end, you know, his name has been attached to Florida State for so long. Uh, I, I don't want to say he's been like almost like a forgotten recruit. Um, but some people talk about him on my end, like he's already part of that Florida State recruiting class. So uh, I, I would consider you never can sleep on Coach Prime. He loves to pull these kind of surprises, typically around signing day, not so mm -hmm. much the summertime. Uh, but I, I would say Colorado, if there is one to watch, would be that one. Yeah. And like I said, FSU's kind of been running away with this one on the recruiting prediction machine for months. So what have, what have the Seminoles done to put themselves in this position five days out from his decision? 
I think it links to one person. That's Mike Norvell. You know, we saw Marcus Woodson go from Florida State to Arkansas. He was the lead recruiter at the time for Charles Lester. And Pastor Tan's come in and done a great job, you know, taking over for Woodson and creating that connection. But what held that together, and even goes back to even before Woodson, was Mike Norvell. Uh, he's been a guy that's leading the way in Charles Lester's recruitment, highly involved, connection, uh, stability, comfortability, uh, stability, all of that, I think, is a big part of Lester liking Florida State. We know he grew up a Florida State fan. He's been there probably somewhere in that 15 to 20 time range to Tallahassee. He knows the people. He knows the community. He knows the staff. Uh, he knows the players. And I think he just feels at home. But I think if I had to lynch that to one person uh, or one reason why I think FSU's been that consistent favorite is Mike Norvell. All right. Well, Florida State fans watching this right now are probably feeling really good. But, Chad, if Charles Lester shows up to Colorado in a day or two on a midweek visit, should FSU fans be concerned about the timing just coming right before this decision? Well, like you said, they're feeling really good right now. If he's in Boulder, you can't feel as good. I promise you that if you're a Florida State fan. You have to wonder why. You know, if you're taking this visit, you know, two days before you make a commitment, could you be on campus at Colorado if you went out there a day before you commit on the Friday? Um, to me, if that happens, you can't feel as good. You have to worry about Coach Prime a little bit. He loves to do this. Uh, it always seems to be somewhere tied to a Florida school. Obviously, Travis Hunter with Florida State, Romani McLean with Miami mm -hmm. um, at the time, and now back to Florida State again with Charles Lester. So, yes, if he does make it to Boulder, I, I think there is some reason to worry. But, again, Florida State's been in this for so long, and they had the relationships that are so strong, I still think they'll be tough to beat. All right. Well, I got my pick in for Florida State. I entered that sometime in March or April, I believe. So, I'm going to hold out that it's still going to be FSU, but if he does show up in Boulder midweek, whew, it's going to be a fun decision. Well, it won't be as fun for Colorado and FSU fans. They'll be sitting on the edge of their seat, but you and me, Chad, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be there to cover it. Let's talk about five-star Justin Williams. Speaking about covering it, he's going to be announcing on our platform tonight in just about eight hours from now, Justin Williams, the number one linebacker in America, five-star prospect, out of the state of Texas is going to announce on the on three YouTube channel, Chad, what's the latest Intel that you're hearing is we're just hours away from his big announcement. Yeah. As I've written the last few weeks, I think this one took a major shift, you know, over the summer, if you were to ask me, even colleague Sam Spiegelman, who covers Texas as well as anybody about Justin Williams six months ago, you think he's basically going to Oregon. It's a lock. Even three months ago, going to Oregon. But when he got to Georgia for the first time in May for an unofficial uh, with his teammate, I might add, who's now committed to the University of Georgia, things started to shift a little. I wouldn't say at that time after that visit late in May that Georgia was trending, but I think they really closed the gap. When they got him back on campus for that official visit in June, coming out of that trip, I let things kind of settle, settle down, rest for a couple of days, check with sources. Georgia 
was I was told by more than one source, the team to beat. And that has not changed on my side of things since that OV uh, to Georgia. This is a tough loss if it goes that way for Oregon. Georgia seems to be in the driver's seat, uh, just their consistency, their linebacker play, getting guys drafted, preparing guys for the NFL, and then winning championships. You know, Oregon's had him on campus five or six times. He has a former coach at his high school that works now up in Eugene with Dan Lanning. So the connections are strong. They've been on him much longer than Georgia. But Georgia's consistency of developing players, specifically at linebacker, his relationship with uh, Glenn Schumann, and then Georgia winning championships and playing in the SEC, I think has helped uh, push them to the top of his list. They're just hours away from his decision. Yeah, we'll see. Georgia can add another number one player at their position. They already got Dylan Raiola. They got Ellis Robinson. They're going to try to add the number one linebacker in Justin Williams. And there's a couple more number ones. K.J. Bolden, the number one safety. Williams Winery, the number one linebacker. You see the where this is going. Georgia's going to try to add another big piece tonight. Tune in for that. Chad, thanks for stopping by today on the Inside Scoop. We covered a lot of ground. Hey, anytime, man. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you. LSU is about to do something that they could not do in year one under Brian Kelly. Let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman to the show. Before we get to what LSU is about to do, I want to talk about some big commitments that went down over the weekend, namely running back Taylor Tatum and cornerback Corian Gibson. Now, Taylor Tatum, the number one running back in America, number 35 overall. He's heading to OU. Gibson, number eight ranked corner in the country, 73 overall. He is off to Clemson. Which was the biggest surprise to you over the weekend? Because it was Oklahoma or USC for Taylor Tatum, and it was Texas or Clemson for Corian Gibson. Yeah, I think probably the biggest surprise was Corian Gibson choosing Clemson. Listen, Clemson had been in a really good spot for several months with Corian Gibson. In fact, since they offered him and got him on campus is when he said he kind of fell in love with Clemson. But if you talk to people that were close to his recruitment, talk to people on the Clemson and the Texas side, there was a lot of optimism in Austin about keeping Corian Gibson in the state of Texas. He was a top priority target for Terry Joseph and also Steve Sarkeesian. So for Clemson to come in, finish the deal. We talked about that incredible opening weekend of June where Clemson set the bar so high and they ended up with commitments from five stars like Bryant Wesco and Sammy Brown. Well, they really did set the bar high for Corian Gibson, who went on. He didn't visit Alabama, but he went to TCU, to Ohio State, and then to Texas for their biggest weekend of June. And there was a lot of optimism. So for him to pick Clemson, I think that was the biggest surprise of the weekend. Yeah, you know, it's kind of ironic because Texas fans, uh, Jerry Hamilton, everybody's been feeling so optimistic about Texas recruiting. You got five stars trending in Colin Simmons, Kobe Black, Ryan Wingo. And, you know, Corian Gibson, although it wasn't a lock to go to Texas, I mean, a lot of people did think that he was going to be a Longhorn in the end. Do you think this one caught Texas a little off guard? Yeah, I think um, you, you kind of mentioned it. Texas is trending in a good spot with a lot of the state's best DBs, namely five-star Kobe Black. But they were also in a good spot with Corian Gibson since the spring and also Selman Bridges since the spring. In the midst of this crazy wild June of official visits, Selman Bridges ends up falling in love with Arkansas and commits there. And then they're all in on Corian Gibson, who makes the call for Clemson. So, you know, two of the three biggest targets in state on the DB board are now going out of state. And that puts a lot of pressure on Texas to close with the five-star Kobe Black. 
Let's talk a little LSU. They are making noise on Saturday evening. LSU landed four-star linebacker Tylen Singleton, the number 13-ranked linebacker in America and the 147th best overall. He's also the number five-ranked player in the state. And last year, LSU lost out on six of the top 10 players in the state of Louisiana. Brian Kelly just seemingly could not recruit his home state. This year, it's different. Singleton's commitment is number 19 for LSU in the 24 class, and he's the 13th commitment in the state of Louisiana. They have now landed eight out of the top 10, and the only two uncommitted in the top 10 out of the state of Louisiana, the number one player in the state, Dominic McKinley, and the number two player in the state, <laughs> Wardell Mack. So can LSU finish it off with a clean sweep of the top 10? Sam, let's start with five-star defensive lineman Dominic McKinley, the number one player in the state. Who are the main teams in this race right now? Yeah, you, you talk about LSU locking in 10, going 10 for 10. Well, it really, the 10 for 10 loses it if it's 9 for 10 and Dominic McKinley heads out of state. Right now, there is a lot of out-of-state sentiment being echoed around the five-star defensive lineman from the Lafayette area. Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M are the three teams you hear a lot of buzz about throughout mm -hmm. the summer. Of course, LSU is not going down easily. Um, with a new defensive line coach change, they are expected to get Dominic McKinley on campus this weekend for the Bayou Splash, one of their biggest weekends of the, of the summer. And it's a big opportunity for LSU because, like I said, Oklahoma is a team with a lot of buzz. Texas and Texas A&M also have a lot of buzz. And one thing's for sure, LSU has ground to make up. So getting the five-star defensive lineman on campus moves them in a better direction and a better chances of fulfilling that 10 for 10. That would be huge if they can get him on campus at the end of this month. But what are we looking at in terms of a timeline for a commitment for Dominic McKinley? Yeah, this is, um, you're hearing a lot of different buzz about this. People in his circle would like him to end this recruitment before his senior season. So Acadiana, his high school can make a run for a state championship. I'm talking to those same people in the circle. They might want a decision, but Dominic might not be ready at this point. Like I said, there are three out-of-state teams trending with him, and the home state team is not going away anytime soon. It seems like it's a very tight race at the top. I think he might need a couple more visits, and we'll see after this LSU visit if he feels a little bit closer to a decision going in-state or out-of-state. But this could stretch a little bit into the season from what I'm hearing. Yeah, it'll be inter interesting to see what he has to say coming out of this LSU visit, especially in terms of when he plans to make that final decision. All right, let's talk about the number two player in the state right now, Wardell Mack. Tell me, who are the main contenders in this one? Yeah, Wardell Mack is down to four, but it's really a three-team race. Texas got him on campus. Florida got him on campus in June for official visits. And after the, the June officials, you could definitely say that Texas – uh, etch their name as a, as a finalist when Wardell, Max make, Wardell Mack makes a decision at the end of this summer. But he's heading back to LSU on this Friday. It'll be his first time back in LSU since April for the spring game. I've had an RPM on LSU with Wardell Mack for, for several months at this point, and getting him back on campus close to a decision certainly looms large for the Tigers. But you also need to keep an eye out for the Gators. Corey mm -hmm. Raymond, Jabbar Jaluk and especially Billy Napier have been very hands-on in recruiting one of the best in the boot. We know that Billy Napier uh, is very familiar with New Orleans and recruiting Louisiana. So is Jaluk. So is Corey Raymond. They are expecting to get him in the swamp again, a second visit in as many months. And they are looking to, to make some noise with Wardell Mack. Yeah, I thought the Gators are probably LSU's top contender to land Mack. But now that Texas missed on Gibson, and I know they got Kobe Black on the board leaning in their direction, 
But does this put a bigger priority on Wardell Mack for Texas now that they missed on Gibson? Absolutely. Um, Texas is looking to make a splash in the DB room. And obviously, Kobe Black, the five-star in-state from Waco, is at the top of their board. But missing on Selman Bridges, missing on Corey and Gibson, they want to add blue-chip talent to the secondary. Terry Joseph is the New Orleans guy and has been very hands-on recruiting Wardell Max. Steve Sarkeesian has been at John Arrett High School, his high school in, in the West Bank of New Orleans, I think three times in the past seven months, from what I understand. They are all in for Wardell Mack. And they're hoping that if this recruitment goes beyond August, they can get him back on campus in the fall. Hmm. So where are you leaning right now? Do you have a pick in on Wardell Mack? I've had my pick on LSU for some time. I believe he's been a longtime LSU lean. There are members of his circle that are certainly fascinated with Texas and, and definitely not ignoring the hard push from Billy Napier and the Gators. But I think Frank Wilson taking control of this recruitment, getting him back on campus this Friday, I would not be surprised if, if the visits get canceled by this and we move closer to a decision mm. all right we'll see how we'll see if lsu can make the 10 for 10 before i let you go sam i want to talk colin simmons i just talked with uh chad simmons about him but i got you on i want to see how it kind of relates to lsu that he just announced that he's going to take this visit to lsu at the end of the month i told chad i'd been discounting the tigers but do you think now that they're going to get him back on campus, the LSU should be considered a main player for Colin Simmons. You absolutely have to. Um, I was in the same boat as, boat as you, Josh, for, for much of the spring and into the summer. Um, and, I, and I think I've said this on, on the inside scoop. I thought that, that A&M had become the biggest threat to Texas mm -hmm. um, throughout the spring. After the official visits in the summer, you can definitely say that Texas is out in front. They are all in on the five-star plus edge rusher from Duncanville, Colin Simmons. But the fact is, just like I mentioned with Frank Wilson getting involved, the associate head coach at LSU with, with guys like Tylen Singleton and Wardell Mack, he has also gotten involved in recruiting Duncanville's blue chippers. We know about Caden Durham, the running back. When Colin Simmons and Frank Wilson are, are starting to develop yeah. a relationship, it's no surprise that he's going to be at the Bayou Splash. I think this is coming down to two schools, Texas and LSU. And if a decision is made, by the end of the summer, it's definitely going to come down to LSU or Texas. Yeah, I thought, you know, even though Texas is kind of running away with it on the recruiting prediction machine, I thought it was going to be Texas A&M that kind of slipped in there as the main competitor. But we're back to kind of where we were in the spring with LSU and Texas on top. It's going to be an intriguing visit when he goes to Baton Rouge at the end of the month. We'll talk more about it. Sam, thanks for stopping by the Inside Scoop today. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me and remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.